This program is brought to you by P1 Australia Racing Components, the designer of the oil heat mats for dry sump tank applications. Find out more about the truths on engine oil heating at p1australia.com. Thunder Media. Hi, I'm Chas Mostert. Hi, I'm Shane Van Gisbergen. And you're listening to Inside Supercars. From the racetracks across Australia, and here's Inside Supercars. On this episode of Inside Supercars, we catch up with David Reynolds. I suppose when I look, when I think about it, um, I do, I do actually have a filter on me. It's just a lot. It's just a lot different than everyone else, whether it's larger or smaller. Either way, I don't know. I just try and say what I think and what I feel and it's David Reynolds unfiltered as always and it starts now welcome to inside supercars it's been a big year for a lot of people but it's going to be an even bigger year for David Reynolds as he moves team once more unfortunately he's decided to uh, go to a, a new team for 2024 but David, you have done the best sign-off possible and probably the opportunity to do it again. David is and Grove Racing had a great weekend at Service Paradise. That was a, a terrific win, David. Yeah, thanks, Tony. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, like it was sort of on the cards, I think, the entire year. We just haven't had – we've been on the wrong brand, I suppose, to really um, have a crack at winning. So I think that's the first time – all year that we've actually had, uh, you know, a semi-even chance to win. And, um, yeah, I kind of felt that in the first race after finishing third. Um, so I, I could see the winners just in front of me, which is Waters. I'm like, oh, he's in a four. That makes it a bit easier for me to win. Um, and the next day we made a change to our car and it was brilliant. And, um, yeah, honestly, it's been, a, it's been a combination of the last few events and, you know, our setup philosophy and, um, what what the guys, what the engineering guys and the mechanics been able to do. So, you know, the the shitty part of our sport is you put the same effort in to come tenth that you do first. Just sometimes you win, sometimes you don't. So it's a very it's a it's a bizarre feeling. And of course, as you know better than me, because I've never been a race driver, um, that you do more losing than you do winning. But when you win, you need to enjoy it fully. Just give us some inkling of not what you actually changed on the car overnight, what Alistair came up with as that thing, but the thing that gave you that little bit extra, was it a, a front-end change, a rear-end change? What was it that gave you that little edge? Um, yeah, like, yeah, we don't – we do a lot – you know, if you look at it, you, you lose a lot more races than you win in our sport, and that's because um, – many reasons but you know there's a lot more competitors say on a on a football team if you're playing or a cricket team if you're playing one other team you've got a 50 percent chance of winning in our car in our sorry in our series there's 25 guys so you've got like a four percent chance to win just based on numbers and then you've got to take into consideration that some cars and some teams actually probably can't even win because they're you know not resourced enough they don't have an, the right engineering guys you know the mechanics you know management there's there's a whole list of things that go into a team um, that enable you to win. And that's why you always see the same teams win you know, year in, year out because, you know, they've got the smart people behind them driving the ship. Uh, so, 
yeah, we made a little change uh, to our car. My car wasn't sharp enough on in the Saturday in the race, and we made it much sharper for the race. And that's that was a front and rear sort of thing. And um, yeah, it worked really well, and that was enough to give me the win. But in the race, it was kind of funny because. You know, our race is broken up into three stints. So, you know, every time we start the race, we come in to the pit stops. That's that's one stint. And then we go out again. That's stint two. We come in, put new tyres on, go out again. That's our third stint. My my first two stints were brilliant. My car was, like, really, really competitive. And in the last stint, something went a bit funny. And it was really, really, really hard to drive and wasn't making the same grip. And um, it was understeering really bad. And, like, I'm actually surprised I won because my car wasn't that good in the last stint but if i had that i had if i had the car in the first two stints i think i could have won easily but you know i had to fight for it at the end uh, i mean you're a driver that stands out in a pack because your personality comes through very strongly um and without uh, as they say uh, uh pissing in your pocket so to speak um it must be very it must be very heartening to see um, such warmth from the crowd because I'm sure you must feel it um, towards when you do and you know the, there there is a great warmth towards you David is there well that's really good to know no I don't I don't really feel that or see it it's you know um, I'm so so happy and so high that you kind of it sort of blocks out all that you know large exterior parts and I'm just focused on you know, how happy I am to win and how happy the team are around me and how much effort they put in. And Because really, at the end of the day, they put in a lot more hours than I do behind the scenes. So even though it's myself up there on, you know, on the podium taking the trophy, it's, you know, it's it's mainly felt in me by all the team around me because that's really who put in the hard yards at the end of the day. Um, I, I like to say I'm just the organic component that steers their, that steers their ship around the track and, you know, um, sometimes we come out on top, most of the time we don't based on our sport, but, you know, we, you know, we win together, we lose together type scenario. But, uh, yeah, it's it's I just like to do fun stuff. Um, celebrations or podiums are quite boring by most people, so I like to muck around and have a good time and, you know, make people laugh. And, you know, I, I'd like to think everyone else enjoys it. Some some people might not, but I don't care. I'm, I'm the happiest person in the world after winning a race, so nothing will ever bring me down. Were there any ramifications from the uh, fire extinguisher at the Gold Coast? Not. Honestly, nothing. No, I was ex- expecting something, but I haven't heard anything yet. So it's been a couple of weeks. So it's game on, I like to say. You know, um, it was really spur of the moment. I had no idea I was going to do it, but yeah, that's what that's what we got. We'll have to run the different types of. Uh, fire extinguishers with you so you make sure you pick up the right one next time yeah well i was that like happy and high you know almost high as a kite that i forgot that it was a um yeah a water one i was expected i was expected a co2 one it was going to be a big smoke show it'd be really cool and no it wasn't at all it was really lame but oh well i made fun of it that has been uh, an interesting thing about your attitude to a race weekend is you're trying to make it an enjoyable time for everyone there and some of the people as you said there have been spending massive hours to get to the racetrack to put your car together and then sometimes have to spend massive hours 
at the racetrack preparing it for the next day's racing or the or the weekend's racing uh yeah exactly like um everyone looks everyone looks at the end of the day and everyone majority of the population think the driver has the most influence on the car I'm like no, no not at all the team the 35 people we have at the workshop they have every individual person has the influence on our our team and our performance over the weekend um engineers mechanics you know everyone sort of if the team's good got good vibes everyone sort of gels better and and works harder and you know everything seems to sort of flow on to to the the speed of the car so you know i don't like to think it's just down to my performance i like to think there's many other people men, men and women behind me that sort of attribute to that and one of the things that i think is important is the fact that you speak your mind and even when they're trying it's good in some it's good and bad yeah, yeah. even when they're trying to mute the drivers you seem to still be able to say things and how hard is it when you know that someone's looking over your shoulder big brother let's call him big brother for the uh, sake of the exercise is is watching you and is you know willing to ring up drivers and say hey that's not the party line um yeah that's sort of happened to me many many times in my life but i suppose when i look when i think about it um i do i do actually have a filter on me it's just a lot it's just a lot different than everyone else whether it's larger or smaller either way i don't know i just try and say what I think and what I feel and, you know, some people agree with it, some people don't, but that's life. You know, you're not, not, not everyone's going to agree with what you say or do, so you know, there's no point worrying about those people because they're not on the same wavelength, wavelength as you, so you're not even going to try and make them happy. But at the end of the day, mate, I, I, I love what I do. Um, I, I try and enjoy it. I try and make everyone else around me enjoy it, and that way, you know, we can have a fun time going racing. There's no point being bitter or sour about a result that happened or something that happened on the track. Um, the quicker you can get over it, the better your life will be and, you know, you know, the happier you'll be. So, you know, we're competitors at the end of the day and we will, like, like be bitter about some things, and but the quicker you get over it, the better it is. One aspect of your season that you, I know, have thoroughly enjoyed is having Matt Payne in the team beside you. And the great thing is that not only not only has he um, shown great speed, but he's also pretty obviously pushed you as well. Um, yeah, sort of like, yeah, like Matt. Matt's a very cool like character. Really, really had a great year with him. It's been a lot of fun. Um, as a rookie, he's done a sensational job, I think. And has he pushed me? Yeah, not really. Like, I, I, I look at, you know, I don't care where my teammate is or, you know, anything like that. I'm always judging myself off the first position and, the, you know, the guys, the entire field, I'm not judging myself off just one person. So, you know, I see that as quite narrow-minded and, um, you know, those inter-team battles, I don't understand because, you know, you try and work together to beat everyone, and then if you're one and two, then you can fire down the track. But rarely does that happen because the cars are so, you know, the field's so dense, full of talented people that you know you can have a little. You won't be as quick one day, and then you know instead of being second or third, you might be tenth or twelfth. So, you know, I'm not really. I don't. You know, I, he. I was trying to get him up to speed as much as I can. That way, he can help with the setup of the team and. 
and all all that sort of stuff. So I was trying to help him um, as much as I could to try and advance our our performance. And it's really come on. Uh, he's really come on the last couple of rounds, as the same as our cars have. So, you know, it's you know the cars. No no driver's better than the car, and no car's better than the driver. Um, and that's how motor racing is, unfortunately. There's one thing that Matt brings to the table that I know that you do enjoy, um, and that is he's a New Zealander. Now, I happen to know from conversations we've had over many years that you loved your period of ri- driving Carrera Cup in New Zealand. I don't remember what years they were, but I remember the joy. I was going there regularly as well. And uh, the joy you had racing there against Craig Baird and and all those guys over there, it was a wonderful time. I remember it so well. Uh, yeah, mate, it was one of the best times of my life racing in New Zealand. Uh, I raced from like 08, 2008 to pretty much 2012, maybe 11 or something. And, every, you know, they run a summer season and, um, yeah, from October to April, I think I think their sort of season goes. And it was honestly the most fun of my life. You know, they only did six or seven rounds in their career cup championship, but the team of guys I had there, um, the caliber of drivers were strong and they really know how to have a good time. Like, you know, they want to win, but they more want to have a good time when they go racing. So that really suited my personality and who I am as a person. I just thoroughly loved it and, you know, still speak about it and tell great stories. And I'm still friends with, you know, all the guys I was you know with and so yeah honestly it's been that was one of the best times of my life for sure i remember it and i was glad to have been there for it and so you must be really enthused to be racing at tarpo you would have raced there i think in that era uh yeah yeah yep tarpo next year i've raced there once before um yeah very 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 cool track very tricky um you know most most new zealand tracks have like a knack to it and they are quite difficult, and that's why I think most of the New Zealand drivers are quite good because it makes you think as a driver. But, um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to going there. It's a fun place, good track, and, you know, it's good that we go back to New Zealand because, you know, a large portion of our fan base are New Zealand because in New Zealand they don't have many sports. They've only got rugby and motor racing, and they've got to, you know, you know, Murph sort of paved the way with supercars, I think, and he was one of the best, um, you know, most famous New Zealanders around. So... Yeah, it's really it's really cool to go to New Zealand. Every time you go there, it's been it's it's an unreal place to be. David, you've now had a chance to work with another David, David Couchy. Yep. How have you found his approach to motor racing? Um, yeah, Couchy, I, I you know really rated him. He's a really good, really good guy, really fun to be around. Um, good sense of humour, but like just really, really focused and really headstrong on winning, and that sort of breeze itself through the entire team so you know there's there's um no compromises is his thing and that sort of you know you know washes over the entire team and everyone sort of has that ethos going into the races they can't compromise it's all about you know crossing their crossing the t's dotting the i's you know all the fine details everything like that and that's probably something our team needed and you know he sort of brought that within himself and it's uh, been a good change are there many people at your new home in 2024 that you've worked with before? Uh, yeah, so I've worked with a lot of the guys from Team 18. Uh, obviously, Winterbottom, they're uh, the main driver in the other car. 
Uh, worked with Dennis before in, in Erebus and got a really good friendship and relationship with Dennis still to this day. Uh, crust Richard Holloway, the engineer. Um, Mitch Croak, you know, sort of, I've been around the game a long time, so I know a lot of these guys, but I'm uh, really looking forward to it. Obviously, I know Charlie. I, I was at Ford Performance Racing was when he was there um, on the other side of my garage, so spent a lot of time with him. Um, so, yeah, I'm really looking forward to joining that team and see what we can do in the future. Do you know who's going to be by your side there? No, I've got no idea yet. So, um it's really down to the team, and I'll worry about that next year. <laughs> I'm trying to uh, just focus on Adelaide, which is you know this weekend, and um, then I'll start worrying about. So, what can you do for AE? Who's uh, sorry? What are you going to do for Alistair? As he and you end a a very long partnership. I I don't even think my marriage went as long as your relationship with Alistair. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be sad to see Al go, but you never know. We might work together at one stage again. I love Al. He's just one of the best people on the planet. He is just my, you know, my, you know, calm in the storm type person when I'm all flustered and pissed off or, you know, I'm starting to get a little bit, you know, not not confident in myself. He sort of, you know, reassures me and everything like that. So he's the perfect person to have in my corner. And we've had a really good relationship a really good um successful partnership um over you know two different teams so yeah it's going to be sad to see him go and i am a little bit jealous of the next person that's going to get him because i know how good he is well let's just uh, look on next weekend because uh it's a very big one for you and your team that you're going to and coming from um the similarities between the street courses of the Gold Coast and Adelaide, very different in many, many ways, but there are similarities. Obviously, turn eight's the big difference and that long, long straight. So tell us, how do you tackle the Gold Coast winning there and then taking that speed to Adelaide? Yeah, so obviously the Gold Coast and uh, Adelaide are you know, two street tracks, um, but you know when you set your car up, I think they're quite different because... You know, Adelaide's just had that resurfacing job. Um, you know, was was resurfaced brand new last last time we raced there. So, you know, and the surface at Gold Coast is pretty old. So, you know, that's one fundamental difference between the two tracks. Corners are quite similar, um, except for the turn eight. There are a few extra faster corners um, at at uh, Adelaide. So, you know, turn eight's one of the scariest corners of your life. Um, I've seen. Big crashes there in my in my time, which is not good. I've been in a couple, which is not good. But um, yeah, the fundamentals are: it is a street track. There are bumps, um, and you, you'd think that the that the um, the setup would translate. So you know, we've got, we've got a meeting this week, engineering meeting about all that stuff. So um, I don't think much will change in our car, and we can roll out and try and tune it from there, just based on the on the track and the day and, and whatnot. So, you know, even though the tracks are similar, you know, you still got to, you still got to tune for the day and for the type of day and, you know, for the track grip itself. So, you know, the track grip changes over the weekend. Um, more rubber goes down, the car does, you know, have different characteristics day on day. And, you know, you need to think ahead and really think what's going to happen. So to change your car to do that. So there, there is a lot that goes into it and, um, yeah, I can't wait to get there. It's going to be fun. 
uh, you know, that time that time of year, it's the last race. It's, you know, end of school type feeling. Uh, it's warm, it's gonna be hot. And uh, yeah, it's gonna be a tough race because it's a tough place to be. Well, David, thank you very much for joining us inside Supercars again. I know Craig and myself, and I'm sure many thousands of people will be looking forward to seeing you having an absolutely wonderful weekend around the streets of Adelaide. Look forward to seeing you in person and all the very best as you fare well to both Grove Racing and Penrite. Thank you very much for having me. See you boys, have a good day. Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next time for more or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars. The views expressed on Inside Supercars, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect the views of the network, Thunder Media or Sport Radio. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited.